so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we'll be talking about persistent faith. Let's acknowledge Jesus because he said he was going to be where we are. When we're gathered in his presence, he's here. Jesus, we believe that you're here. We thank you so much for being here. We thank you for teaching us, for preparing us to stand before you one day. We thank you for encouraging us, for loving us, and we just give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for meeting with us here today. Amen. So we are talking about being persistent in faith. I have learned that sometimes things take a while. When you're believing God for something, you have to be persistent. And if you're not willing to be persistent, you might as well not even jump in. Because sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes there's things that God has to work out of you. And those things are unbelief or disagreement. Jesus said in John 15, 1 through 8, that we got to hang on that vine and let him get the dead branches off. And sometimes that is why it's taking so long. But meanwhile, we got to be persistent. And meanwhile, of course, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So he's going to try to steal your faith. He's going to try to get you to quit and give up. So before you even dive in, you have to decide you are going to believe God. You trust God. And you believe he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And that all really comes, that confidence comes from relationship with him. And so the first thing you really got to do is decide that you're going to have a relationship with him. And a relationship takes time. And as you have that relationship with him, you're going to come to know him and trust him. And, you know, sometimes in the beginning, it's really easy to receive from him. But he starts growing you up. And then sometimes things take a while. And you're to the place where either you're just going to quit and give up or you're going to go. You're going to keep going because you know God and he did that for you. And he's loving you and he's actually encouraging you. And that's exactly what he does. He encourages us. So I want to reach you Mark 11, uh, Luke 11, verse 5. This is Jesus talking. And he said to them, which of you has a friend? And we'll go to him at midnight and we'll say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine who is on a journey has come, and I have nothing to put before him. And he from within answered, do not disturb me. The door is now closed and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and supply you with anything. I tell you, although, this is Jesus talking, and he's saying, kind of like, saying all that to say this, I tell you, although he will not get up and supply him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his shameless persistence and insistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So he kept persisting, he kept insisting, and the man got up, his friend got up. And notice how it said his shameless persistence. When you know God and you know he loves you, you're going to persist. You're going to insist. And you're not going to have shame about it. You're not going to let the enemy tell you you're not good enough. And you have to remember the enemy is a thought or even a look. He uses people to give you looks and, and maybe roll their eyes at you or whatever. But be, if you, if you are in agreement with Jesus, if you get up every day and you sit with him, 
just stay in agreement with him. Just remember how he loved on you and the things he said to you and the promises he made to you. And that's what he's saying here. Be persistent. So I say to you, ask and keep on asking and it shall be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you shall find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. And sometimes when you keep on seeking, you keep on knocking, you get revelation. You get wisdom. He tells you stuff, that things that are in the way of receiving from him. And so then you got to take that direction. But he never like not talks to you. You know, I listen to the song and I love the line in there. It says, um, you're not hard to find and he isn't hard to find. If you're willing to conform to his way to live in his kingdom, if you want to especially receive from him, you bring glory to his name. But mostly just because he loves you, he, you know, he's right there and he's going to answer you. If you're seeking and you're knocking, you know, and lots of times people don't seek, they don't knock. And, you know, they believe God for a day or so, and then they quit and give up. And that's it. Oh, I don't think he's going to do it. I don't believe. And, and that is a lack of relationship and a lack of trust and a lack of decision. So as I said in the beginning, you got to decide you're going to dive in and you're not going to change your mind. doesn't matter what it looks like or how it seems. And you're going to remember Jesus encouraging you. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. It's a promise, and the door will be open to you. I'm just reading this out of a book. I have received from God just this way. And I don't really care for the things that take so long because the things that take so long seems like there's a work that has to be done in me, and it doesn't always feel that great. But he is good, and why would he leave us imperfect? Why wouldn't he fix us up and teach us and prepare us how to live in his kingdom? And so when something's taking that long, I believe that's what's going on. He's changing us. He's making us like him. He's recreating us in Christ Jesus, just like Ephesians 2.10 says, that He we're recreating Christ Jesus. He puts us on that path that leads to the good life. He has a good plan. Jeremiah 29.11, I know the plans I have for you, and they're for your good. And so he's your God. He knows what's good for you. He knows what you're asking. And if you don't give up, you're going to get to that place. This is a promise. The door shall be open to you. You'll get it. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives, and he who seeks and keeps on seeking, he finds, and to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door will be open. For what father among you, if his son asks for a loaf of bread, will he give him a stone? Or ask for a fish, instead will give him a a serpent. Or if he asks for eggs, will give him a scorpion. If you then, evil as you are, know how to give good, advantageous gifts to your children, then how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who continue to ask him? So, if you keep on seeking and you keep on asking, you're going to get it. You're going to have the understanding and you're going to get that thing that you're asking for. And you know it gives God glory when you receive from him. It does, because he said that in John 15. He said, if you're in agreement with him, then whatever you ask, you're going to have, and then you're going to be showing to be true disciples of his. We're going to be showing to be true disciples of his when we receive. So if we're not receiving, it's not a good thing, because um, we're not 
showing to be true disciples of his if we don't receive. We're not glorifying the Father. And so if we're, if we're too lazy to seek and knock or, you know, it's not that important to us to receive from him and have all he has for us, then um, we're not showing to be a true disciple. So what Jesus is saying here is keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Keep on seeking and keep on knocking until this thing manifests, until you get to that place where it's happening, and then you can go tell. You know, God wants us to be a witness. When he does something wonderful for you, he wants you to go tell. He wants you to go tell everybody what he did, and he wants you to tell them how you did it. You know, if you waited and waited and waited, if you were seeking and seeking and knocking and knocking, and you waited for that door to be open, and I want to say, too, as you wait, you do that direction that he gives you to, gives to you. And you, when, when you're having faith, then you're going to keep serving. You're going to keep being happy. As you wait, you're still going to be happy. You're still going to love. You're still going to have peace and joy and contentment because, you know, as you're waiting, he is doing that work in you. There is a reason that you're waiting, and it's good to know that reason. And um, James says we can go to God. While you're waiting, enduring, count it all joy. And James 1, 2. And then in verse 5, it says, You can go to the giving God who gives wisdom to all liberally without fault-finding. As long as you're not double-minded. But if you're going back and forth or, you know, you're just, No, I'm not going to seek. I, I did this long enough. I'm done. That's it. You know, if you got that attitude, you have been listening to the enemy. And you haven't decided from the beginning that you're going to just do this until it happens. You're going to believe what Jesus said. If you keep on seeking, you keep on knocking, that door will be open to you. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So it's not if, but it's when. And so you keep believing. And, you know, when when you keep believing and you don't waver, like James said, a double-minded man won't receive anything from God. So if you're wavering, and you're going back and forth and back and forth, then it's like you're restarting and restarting and restarting. I did that for so many years, and it takes so much longer to receive when you quit and give up. Kind of like planting a seed and then digging it up and then having to replant it. Just started to sprout, and um, you dug it up, so you now you got to put it back in the dirt and let it grow again. So persistent faith is that you decide that you're going to do it, you're going to keep knocking at that door, and you know, without a doubt, you know that that door is going to be open to you. You know that God loves you, and you don't have to feel any shame, but you just have to be persistent. Because of his shameless persistence and insistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. God sees you come into him, and he knows that you know that you're his child. You're insistent, you're persistent, and you don't have any shame. You know, and that's the other thing. If you're not following after God and doing his will, you're going to have shame. You are. The enemy's going to make sure that you feel bad, but he's so silly because, stupid, because when you start having that shame, when you have that conviction, he's showing you your sin, and you can get that fixed so you can get rid of that shame. So you can stand before God and say, I'm loving, I'm doing all the things you're calling me to do. I'm in agreement with you. So much of the time, the Holy Spirit pricks our heart, and we just keep gossiping anyway. I mean, you don't want to, but sometimes, I remember in the beginning, I kind of did, and I got to the place where I just couldn't stand that. 
conviction. And then when I got before God, I, I didn't feel right. I did feel that shame. And so to get rid of that shame, you have to follow his way to live in his kingdom. We love. We don't talk about other people. We build them up. We, we think the best of them. We serve them. Loving your neighbor as yourself is putting your neighbor is in the place where your neighbor is most important, you, even before yourself. You prefer that other person before you prefer yourself. And so that is how you stand shameless. I did all you told me to do, God. I'm in agreement with you. And you said, and you know, that reminds me of Philippians. Don't fret or worry about anything, but bring your petition before God. And have a conversation with him to say, okay, I'm living in your kingdom. I'm following your love. And so what's going on here? Then you have that conversation with God. And then you can go in peace, knowing that he's going to take care of it. And he probably gave you the wisdom in that conversation to know what is to come. Jesus said he would tell us things to come. And so the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, to be your God, it's actually his spirit that comes. He left so God's spirit could come and live on the inside of you, be your counselor, your standby. He's the one who's going to convict you of your sin. If you're not loving someone, if you didn't prefer someone, he's going to say something to you. And then you want to fix it so you're, not, so you're shameless when you stand before him. So when you keep on seeking and keep on knocking, you're not going to get corrected. You're going to be right with him. And then you're going to be able to receive from him. So, so, so part of that persistence might be that you need that correction. You might need to fix a relationship. You might need to get over some unforgiveness you have going on. So, you know, God knows what he's doing, and Jesus knew what he was saying, and he just wants us to be right with him. So getting back to the Holy Spirit, he's going to lead you and guide you in all righteousness. He's going to help you to get rid of that sin. You know, so many people think, oh, I'm human, I'm just going to live in sin, and that's just, all it, that's just all there's to it. That's not all there's to it. Jesus is living on the inside of you, and you don't have to sin anymore. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He took on sin for you, and so you don't have to sin anymore. And when he's living on the inside of you, and you're following after him, you're not going to want to sin. It's not going to feel right. It's not going to feel good. And sinning is going to keep you in bondage to the enemy. And so let it go. You can be sin-free. You can. You might make a mistake and you're forgiven and that's okay. And But you're going to get to the place where you're going to walk with him. Jesus said, my sheep follow me. They know my voice and they follow me. And I lead them to eternal life. So you got to follow him. And he's not walking in sin and he's living on the inside of you. And so you don't have to sin. You don't. And it feels good to love other people. It feels good not to sin. And God's law is love. And he's going to train you up in that. And so some of those things that just don't pop up right away, they're coming. You keep on seeking. You keep knocking. You keep getting corrected. You keep getting trained. You stay in agreement with him. And then before you know it, that thing that you've been asking for is going to be right there in front of you. And you don't even know when it came or how it got there, but glory to God, it's there, and it's awesome, and he's so in love with you. He is. So the Holy Spirit, if um, you've never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray with you. If you want to, you can join me, and he's going to come, and he's going to live on the inside of you, and Jesus said he's going to be your counselor. 
your standby. He's going to remind you the things Jesus said. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to be there all the time, day or night, 24 hours a day. If you need him, he's there. If you keep on seeking and keep on knocking, if you're persistent, then you're going to hear him. You know, sometimes people just go in their prayer closet um, for a couple minutes and come out, oh, I didn't hear anything. You got to be persistent then. And lots of times you don't hear anything because you don't like what you heard. He He's going to correct you. And it doesn't always feel good, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you get a sliver in your finger and it doesn't feel so good getting it out. But once you got it out, oh, it feels so good. You got a log in your eye. It's not going to feel so good. Maybe you won't even know the difference until you get out. And then you're going to be like, oh, man, that feels so good. You're going to be so set free. He's so in love with you. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20 that he is knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he's going to come in and dine with you. That means he's going to hang out with you. So you want to pray that prayer with me? I would love to pray it with you. Jesus, we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us and hang out with us and teach us, correct us, show us how to receive from you, how to receive your God, how to live in your kingdom and glorify the Father right here on the earth, proving to be true disciples of yours. We're not just saying a prayer to get to heaven. We want a relationship with you. We want fellowship with you. We want to do your work. And prove that your will is good and perfect. And so we just thank you and praise you that you're going to do that work in us. That you're going to recreate us in your likeness and then set us out to be that witness for you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for all you did for us. We thank you that you said you laid down your life for us. You you voluntarily laid it down because you're so in love with us. Thank you so much for your faithfulness and help us to be faithful back to you. We love you and praise you give you all the glory. Thank you so much. You're so good to us. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. If you said that prayer, I would love so much if you let me know. And John 1, 1 tells us he is his word. So now you got to put that word in your heart. You got to know that word so you can know him, so you can recognize him leading you. And so, um, yeah, do that. Do it every day. Get on your knees hear his voice, hear him talk to you, let him correct you, let him take you to that place where you can receive from him. He's so good. He's so in love with you. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.